Hello and welcome to episode 27. Wow, we're nearly at 30, John, obviously, because it's 27, 28, 29, 30. If, when you listen to this back and you hear that hello again, you will notice that you sounded a tiny bit Scottish then. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to oh! it. Hello there! <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, welcome to episode 27. This is our Christmas special episode. And not only that, but this is part one of our Christmas special episode. How glorious is that? So today's, I know we're in the the midst of our remake season, but we're going to do something a little bit different with these two episodes. And so the first episode that we're going to look at is a film from 1974, directed by Bob Clark written by Roger, not Roger Moore, written by Roy Moore. <laughs> You're not reading this, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, it stars Olivia Hussey, uh, Margot Kidder, one of your favourite actors, John. Who's she? Margot Kidder. What was she in? <laughs> Superman and the Amateur. Oh, yeah. John oh, Saxon, yeah. who's a horror film alumni, obviously. Marion Waldman, Andrea Martin, and a few other actors not worth mentioning. Um, So obviously what we're going to be talking about today is 1974's Black Christmas. John, what were you... Oh, shit. What was your initial reaction when you... Is this the first time you saw this film? Yeah. Okay, and what did you think? Come on, dish. Your initial reactions... For years and years and years, I've stayed clear of this because I thought thought to myself, it's got 32 remakes. There's one come out every year. It's like fucking FIFA. I mean, there's only two. Every year, it's like, it seems to come out every year. There's a lot more than two, believe me. Um, There is. They're all pants. They're all straight to stocking fodder. So I thought, I can't be bothered with this. So I gave it a wide berth for all of my life. And then then we had to do this. So I was like, (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake, I've got to do this. So I watched it and it was bloody brilliant. Oh, wow. I'm so happy. Bloody brilliant. It was fantastic. I could not, borderline could not fault it in any way. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, John, that has made my day. I absolutely loved it. I I loved it so much. I watched it again the next day. See, I was worried because obviously you've misled me there on purpose, your little minx. Because I'm a brilliant actor. It's called Misdirection. <laughs> but um, I'm happy because when I was watching this, I was thinking this is a John film because of how it's shot and how it was put together. It wasn't... I, I mean, I have no idea of what the budget for this film was, but it, it didn't... It might have looked low budget, but I think it was low budget 70s. Do, do you know what I mean? Like it looked like it was from the 70s, but it was it just had it just it just looked amazing. I thought it was just so well put together. It was well made, it was well written, it was well acted, even mm. with Margot Kidder, who is, let's face it, not the best. But it was bloody, bloody brilliant. Did you love um the house mother? Is it is it Mrs. Mack? Uh yeah. I loved I everything about it. Loved it. I, I loved... think go on. I loved every single one of the characters that was the same but different. And then the house mother was a bit same but different and then slightly extra because mm. she was ace. And then you have so many current kind of affair things going on in it. Like, 
they, they, they go to the police station and the only time they listen to them is when a man walks in and shouts. Mm. Everything else is brushed away. That's yeah. this is 1974. They saw it all coming. It, it's it's genuinely captivating. And I'm not just talking from like a woke perspective because that could kiss me ass for like a <laughs> I'm talking about how it it is just a brilliant, brilliant film from the first shot of the house and it lingers oh, on the house for ages and you're just going this is not um, what I was expecting and then you go in and there's all these and they're all genuinely real girls these are real real people in there and you go in and then you expect it to be like I compare all of the crappy slasher films to one called what's it called Cherry Falls oh Cherry Falls. I don't think I've seen that is that about losing your virginity yeah it's, yeah you know, awful. It's it's a it sounds slasher by numbers film. So I was expecting something like that, but the tension in this, oh my god, oh my god! Like, like even now, it's making me. That's why I'm covered in in spots. That that's because I've watched this. The, the 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 way it deals with tension is like nothing I've ever seen before. I think this may have been the first film like. Take Psycho out of it because Psycho is a different animal completely. Mm. This is this is this is this is what Psycho has done to the world. It's given us stuff like this, and the way that they deal with tension, the way that they deal with story, and the how they portray the actual killer is just bloody brilliant. Mm. He he scares the shit out of me. Oh yes, and, and on the phone he also sounds like uh, Reagan from The Exorcist, which is not a bad thing. So when we, I mean, we're going to talk about the phone calls in a second, um, because fantastic. So when I first saw this film, I think I'd actually watched the remake from two thousand seven. I want to say uh, with Michelle Michelle Trachtenberg in um, called Black Xmas. Um, and then I went back to watch this and absolutely fell in love with it for the fact that I thought the remake over-explains Billy's story and we didn't get that here. We didn't get that really with um, with Black Christmas. Well, where have you gone, John? Are you there? <laughs> I thought you disappeared on me then. I don't feel like we got that with Black Christmas, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought... The use of the killer's point of view throughout the film was amazing and something that we just don't see anymore. I can understand why they sort of stopped doing it because it probably became really, really common and sort of cliche to do, but I would love to see that in a film now. Can I just say, you said Billy twice today. Mm -hmm. He's not called Billy in this film. He is. He's not. They call him Billy in the film. He calls himself Billy as well. Oh. So do you want to apologise or? I, no, I absolutely do not. I think you should, to be honest with you. I think you should. <clears throat> yes. Um, I'll stop there. Yeah. Yeah, bless. It was 2006 as well. 2006. Some, was... sort of, some sort of correction in there. Like, I was close. Well, I can't I was... be completely wrong. Well, no, but you were out by five years when you talked about um, Scarface last year. That was the other one? Oh, that one. Yeah. <clears throat> Just saying. Just saying. That's because I don't care about it. Okay. Just like I don't right. care about you. Oh. Why are you in such a bad mood? Because it's just Christmas. Do you, no, do you want me to tell you why John is in a bad mood? Because he wanted to play something on the episode and I said, is it to do with the film? And he said, no. And I was hoping you were going to say that because now I look like a petulant child. Well, there you go. Stop acting like one then. 
Well, it's your fault. It's your if fault. You let me play it. I'd be happy. No. Happier. No, no. I'd be happy. I'm never happy. So what did you think about the... I was happy last night watching this. What did you think of um, using Billy's point of view? And it was used quite a lot throughout the film. Like, oh, yeah. It, yeah. The, it, it's, it, it worked completely. And the consistency of it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like when he's smashing up the attic, is it? And you're just yeah. going, fucking hell. Like, it completely worked. I think it worked in this more than it's worked in any other film. And you've yeah. got that whole beginning bit from Halloween, which is just excellent, which I imagine was taken from this. Was it? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. When was Halloween? Halloween, was, Halloween was 78. Yeah, I mean, I there's so much of this in every other film that's come out, and I don't think this gets enough credit. I mean, so you've tried to give it credit before, and I've just wheeled it away because of the FIFA factor. But Listen, I'm never wrong. Moving on. Um, <laughs> so you touched on Billy's phone calls earlier. I these were gross. So so I think I think I've either blocked out the memory of what Billy actually says on these phone calls, or I have not heard what he's actually said, and I've just been casually watching it. So we can only play two minutes at a time of these audios, can't we, John? Uh, we can play whatever we want, mate. Don't worry about that. Are you sure this is six minutes long? Uh, yeah, we can play that. John, are, are you making do? this? What are they going to do? Sue us? Yes. Right. Well, what I'll do know. is I'll I'll just play the first phone call instead, um, because it was just it's just fantastic, just absolutely. I'll fantastic. cheer all the way through it. Hello. Hello. Hello? Hey, quiet! It's him again! The Mona! No, Claire, that's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing their annual obscene phone call. Use a little of this. You big cunt. You are my fat cock 
Oh, why don't you go find a wall socket and stick your tongue in it? That'll give you a charge. I'll stick my tongue up your pretty pussy. You <gasps> fucking creep! I'm going to kill you. Oh, I'm going to kill you. I mean, wow. That was quite troubling. I mean, that is, I don't ever remember hearing him speak about cunt. I don't ever remember him speaking about cock. I don't ever remember hearing him say, I'm going to kill you. In these the most... are things you definitely remember as well. Exactly. I must have blocked these out. Like, if that is not the weirdest phone call ever in a horror film, I don't know what is. That, that record, that kind of, that phone call, whatever it was, is more disturbing than most modern horror films. That mm. two minutes. That is a little short on its own, that entire scene. Yeah. And to play those vulgar words over that pure Jesus anthem in the background is just genius. I was going to say that. Oh, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> sorry I got there before. Yeah. Play me song, can't think, can't speak. Oh, yeah, well, you can you can speak. Ruining Christmas. No, oh, well. no, I... I I was in, I was enjoying this anyway, even before that. And then that happened and I was just like, hello, what do we have here? In 1974, <laughs> that's just unheard of. That's that is how it how this isn't a much more famous a film. I have no idea. I don't mm. get it. It's like it's been overlooked for everything that's inspired. It's inspired. It's 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 it's, it's odd. It's it's I mean it's I I'm I don't know why I'm saying that because I'm guilty of that myself. I've gone, yeah, I don't want that. I'll go and watch Halloween or I'll go and watch Nightmare on Elm Street or the other one. What's the other one? Do you, like, do you think... Do, oh, Friday the 13th. Yeah, do you think it's um, one of those films that maybe didn't perform well commercially but was a massive success in... in maybe not just to, maybe not to critics but to horror fans and people who make horror films like it was it was success a success in their eyes in terms of its tone its style and story and then that inspired a lot of things going forward but then I assume you know this took a lot of inspiration from slashes that came before what what came before this um well exactly. we've got peeping tom we've got psycho bay of blood Famous ones, I mean, like, it, apart from Psycho. I mean, Peep and Tom is quite well known now. I'm just I'm just having a look at the, uh, oh no, there's no figures available for the box office for it. I don't think that matters. I think it's a, a fantastic film. Um, th- oh, what's her name? Who's in it? Mrs. Mack was, oh, so that's that's uh, that's what the reason why I wanted to go to Mrs. Mac. I'm sort of losing my train of thought. So, I do, you know I don't normally like comedy, and I especially don't like comedy in my horror films. Leave me with the horror and the terror and everything, and you go and make a romantic comedy film with Meg Ryan or someone else, Ryan Gosling maybe. But I thought that this horror film had just the right amount of humor in the way that Scream did. Yeah, I w- it's it's almost like it's comic relief just there to break up the tension. It's almost yeah, but it for, didn't feel for me. It's like the the directors and producers have gone. This is too tense. It's gonna hurt people because it was. It's it's it is it's a serious film. It's a genuinely serious film with some 
genuinely unsettling moments and I'm you, you you know you're alive when you're watching it uh but you needed that that and the the, the the kind of subplots going on with some of the girls are very serious as well so you needed her mm. I mean I thought she was fucking great I love the way she was hiding hail everywhere hiding whiskey everywhere she's like fantastic in a bible in a in a toilet system and she's and then Calling Claude. If this name. was more well known, she'd be an I, she'd be an absolute icon, wouldn't she? she? I, uh, yeah, I thought she was in the second one, but it's not. One of the girls plays her in the second. Yeah, in the, in the remake. She it? does. It's um. Oh my gosh, what's her name? She's really famous. Well, sort of famous. Madonna. She was in um. No, not that bitch. <laughs> um. Oh my god, what is her name? Andrea Martin. Um, who plays Phil? She she plays the house mother. Um, I'm not sure if she's Mrs. Mac, but she's definitely the house mother in the in the in the remake. Um, but some of Mrs. Mac's lines are genius. Like, um, it's it's like subtle stuff. Like when they give her the the, the nightgown gift, and what is it? She says something about, um, I wouldn't even wear this to have my liver out. <laughs> um, it was just like little throw, little throwaway lines that are quite funny. And then when um, the dad shows up to look for his daughter, and Mrs. Max like, "Oh, will you give me a lift into town?" And she's looking for the cat, and she's like, "Oh, god damn it, Claude, you little prick!" And then the dad is like, right, right by her on the stairs, like just looking at her, like, "What are you? What the fuck are you?" And she must hum ding of whiskey at all points of life. Um, I loved her. I thought she was absolutely brilliant. There wasn't, there um, wasn't a wasted character in this. There wasn't one that was even put any even remotely poorly designed or had mm. anything missing. They all had, they were all real finished, complete characters with massive flaws, and mm. that's what made it real because these people were getting these were real people getting offed by this genuinely broken, um, sadi- very sadistic murderer who mm. was clearly deranged. Um, probably gonna get sh- sh- shit off the mental health people like because you're not allowed to have that anymore but anyway well no he well he clearly was upset over something wasn't he <laughs> 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 i mean in this in this story we don't I, 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 I mean i can't i think sometimes after you've watched something it's easy to get the original and the and the the remake or the sequel sort of mixed together. But in my mind, like remembering this, I've only just watched it the other day, um, but I've also watched the remake since. You you don't get a backstory for Billy, do you? I've not I'm not making that not up. In this there's one, no backstory. No, there's, nothing yeah. at all. there's no backstory. There's sort of hints though in his phone calls around like the your more like his mom and his dad and a baby. There's some sort of dynamic there that is a hint at something yeah. that is that is I like that happened. though. I like that mm. he's there for a reason, but why would we know? Because um who cares? The girls yeah. don't know. I I mean slight spoiler alert. Um I don't think anyone's seen this, so I don't know and I'm not gonna spoil it. Um the reason that you don't find out what's wrong with him is because of the ending and because if you find out the reason why he's there, he has to have an ending, if that makes sense. So we'll come on to the end in a minute. Trying to be ambiguous well then as not to give anything away, but I don't think it works. Oh, we're talking about that end fully because if you've not watched this, it's been out since 1974, so get yeah. it here. What you need um, is to do a podcast with your mate and then you'll watch it. 
because I wouldn't yeah, have done exactly. it otherwise for this. Exactly. What if, oh my God, you know what I've just thought? What if, you know, because we haven't had any sequels to this, Jamie Lee Curtis, if you're listening, you little bitch. Um, what if they did a Black Christmas direct sequel to the original one? Because there are no sequels to like, you know, get rid of, like the way that Jamie Lee Curtis has ruined everyone's childhood. It was, it's, it'd be difficult because none of them would be in a sorority, would they? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. It, Unless it, they're all in a care home now. Yeah. It, I, I think you'd have to remake it, then make a sequel. I'm seeing as how there's that. 740 million versions of this. And I'm not joking. There not. are. There, Where I, are you getting I, this number from? I found them all. They were all in a little coven online. And I was like, this is why I, I sent you like 15 texts. Which version is it? And you were like, what there's do you like mean? There's like Honestly, there's about ten. There is not, John. I know, and five of them don't really present anything because they're just fodder. I think it's because Black Christmas isn't copyrighted, so you just yeah, there's cats called oh, Black Christmas and dogs and stuff. So they're just you just any film can be called Black Christmas because it's it's a genuinely fa- famous film. You, it's you half your battles done there because five shit films pop up when you search for this and then I get frustrated and have to phone you and ask which one it is. Yeah, well, obviously that's... But this is... this is. I have no doubt that this is... The the, 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 the remakes are going to be poop. I was just looking at the um, the cast of the remakes and I know we're not going to talk about it now because for obvious So reasons, let's not talk about it then. But it's just... It, it, even the cast doesn't... It's not strong enough. It doesn't carry it the way that this does. These, I say again, these are fucking real people, these. And it's what makes it even more harrowing. They've all got real problems going on. And the when and when they're talking about their real problems, you're not getting bored going, get to the killing, get to the which is what most people do in this. They just want to see mm. people get off in horrible ways. But you're genuinely rooting for them. And you, you don't want this guy to come out of his hidey hole because he... Freaks you the fuck out, which is the way that this mm. should be. You should never walk around like, 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 like the, these killers are like pop stars and superstars, icons. Yeah, but they should. They should. The whole reason that this genre exists is because we need to be scared of something. And this mm. guy's seriously sick. I. It might be why. Um, it didn't do as well because we couldn't really relate to him because this is a seriously scary thing. There's no, there's no, mm. there's no coolness about him. There's no um, comedy. There's no like likability. No iconic strange mass. Word. Yeah, there's, there's nothing just, to buy into. It's just a nutter. <clears throat> it's just I yeah. apologize. Well, I don't apologize for using that word, but I don't want to offend anyone at the end of the day. <laughs> but he's just a fucking loon who's who's in mm. a house doing these horrible things to these girls. And the only things you ever see of him are his hands. And there's one scene where you see his face sort of shrouded in shadow. And you just see these really maniacal eyes and they are terrifying eyes. Like I, that scared me. That actually scared me. And I've seen this film before and I don't scare easily. That's, that's the the whole um, Spielberg thing. The shark didn't work, so you don't see him. So that makes it 10 times worse. Every horror film, every scary film, every thriller film you've ever seen that you don't see the the, the villain in it, 
scares you even more because nothing's as bad as what's in your your mind. Even the person mm. with the shittest imagination known to man will imagine something that scares them because that's just what they do. The way that this is done scares you. Got a guy in a scream mask in a film, nothing to be scared of there, apart from what he's going to do, but he's going to off people in funny ways. So sound, while kids commentate on it, that's it. Freddy Krueger, same. Same, um, the first shot of him, he's walking down a road with arms like Mr. Tickle for a start. Nah. Great film. But... Found the budget for this. Um sixty six hundred and twenty thousand dollars was the budget and grossed worldwide just over four million. That the, in nineteen seventy four, that's not bad at all. Mm. The budget's quite small though, isn't it? Sixty two. Yeah. Most of that yeah, probably went to uh, probably went to Margot Killer. Oh god. Um but the, yeah, the other budgets are quite Actually, high. So you've done Superman by the by then? I'm not sure, 74, I don't... 77, I think, um, Superman was. No, not a clue. Not a clue. Do you know what? I don't even hate her in this. I don't hate her in this, so, yeah. She's not bad. She's not a bad character, but she just talks about sex a lot, doesn't she? She is a sorority Um, chick. And then, yeah, but the others aren't like that. And then she gets stabbed by a unicorn horn to death, which is a little bit phallic, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> she deserved it, to be honest with you. She absolutely deserved it because didn't she give the guy in the police station the wrong phone number? She gave him Felicio instead of the actual yeah. violent code. And I just thought, well, if there's ever an emergency and you're worried about your friend, you've just gave the police the wrong phone number. Yeah, so that was kind of, it was kind of a direct response to him not giving a shit. So Yeah, to him being a dick I did, as well. Yeah. I, I did. I mean... They did do that on purpose. No, I always say that they, yeah. they, mean, they meant it in this. And the only time mm. that they ever moved was when, a ma- like I said before, a man came in or the girl's dad came in and then they were like, oh, we'll have to fucking do something now because obviously you aren't women, so we'll we'll actually do something. Um, what are you doing? I just want to play some more of Billy's phone call because I love them. Are you ready? Yeah, go on. Hello? 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 Who is this? Um, a graphic one, isn't it? Yeah, I've only just heard him say Billy in that. Billy, well. yeah. So that voice <clears throat> is supposed to be a woman, um, which made me obviously think it was his mom. And she's saying things like, "I know what you did, Billy, filthy Billy." Um, and then the start of it is a baby crying, <clears throat> which for Jess, at that time, we've just sort of learned that she is pregnant and she wants to have an abortion. And then she gets this creepy phone call where there's 
clearly a man slash woman pretending to be a crying baby, um, which is must have been just horrific. For a well, I, I found it horrific to hear as as just Sean lying on my couch watching it. Never mind someone who's just found out they were pregnant. Um, I just oh, just hor- horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Um, so I wonder. I, I just can't help but wonder at what his backstory was. I really can't. Like these I think hints that's the are idea, just though. glorious. Yeah, the hints are just absolutely glorious, and I love them. Um, and I, I do feel like we we maybe lost a bit of that magic in the remake when we when we learn a lot more about him, and we'll talk about that next time. But yeah, I, I feel like yeah, the cl- that, I mean the, the clues are all there, and if if you got enough nous about you. You, you can kind of piece together that what what's gone on. Um, mm. The reason why I mean, he's there is a bit vague, but I like that. I don't want to know. I don't. Mm. Well, it's, this that's the thing. It's not it's not vague in the remake, is it? It's really bang on. I've never seen it. Oh well, you will. Um, so it's really obvious the reason why he's there, um, and it can it does kind of make sense, I suppose, but. Um, I think we're not, probably not going to play any more of Billy's calls, but there's another call later on where Jess says, like he pretty much said word for word what I'd spoke to um, about, you know, with her boyfriend. Um, so that makes her think maybe it was a boyfriend that's doing all of this and um, not a deranged killer called Billy. It's the first time as well that, that do you know, that <clears throat> urban myth sort of thing, he's upstairs, he's in the house. It's the first time. It's probably the only time that's ever I've ever seen that because I stay clear of shit oh, like that. That's happened. I think there's uh, there's a film called When a Stranger Calls. I know the remake is from the early two thousands. I'm not sure when the original film was. I um, I don't think that was even an original film. You know, When a Stranger Calls. Nineteen seventy nine. That's was before that. So so yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much got the the killer is in the house thing. But maybe this was the original. It was the OG. It, <laughs> it, it, it I would say there's there's a lot of um, tropes, motifs, whatever call them, what you will, um, in this that I've never seen before. Or if I have, they're in Psycho, and they've been. Rather than being taken and put in this, they've been inspired by a psycho and then mm-hmm. done in their own way. That's what I loved about it. You can see the influences everywhere. It's mainly uh, psycho and the rest have gone with themselves. Um, when when you figure out that th- th- this hasn't been inspired by all of the famous horror films made, it's the other way around. You realise just how special this is. It's 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 fucking fantastic. My it friend is, might... Pete always used to go on about this film on Instagram, and he's I'm going to actually tag him in the in a, in a status later or something. Oh, Pete! Well, this isn't going out till um, Christmas Eve, so happy Christmas Eve! Um, but I'm probably going to watch this on Christmas Eve. Normally, my little tradition is to watch the Snowman and then the Snowman and the Snow Dog, but I might watch those two and then I might watch this to balance everything out. Why? Why would you want to watch The Snowman? That's a horror film in itself. I love The Snowman. Moving on. Don't you? Absolutely not. Why? It's it's too happy. I I don't actually know why I hate it so much, but I do. 
I don't think you've it's actually like seen Blue it. Peter. It's like it's just it too, is not like Blue Peter. It's just it's one of those things that's so nice you can just see right through it. It's Shut not, up. Nothing in the world is that nice except maybe like ice cream. It's a kid story. Yeah, but it's come on. Europe. There are many man. other better Christmas stories for kids. That's not one of them. I think it's because Ugh. I think I've just clicked what the reason is. I think it's because I've seen it. 400 billion times and I hate it so much that's what it is I just clicked I still love it so there's a few other little bits and pieces that I wanted to just mention and I always pick up on this in films because I absolutely hate when they do this you get a phone call it's from the killer we know and then the line goes because they've hung up and people are going hello hello are you still there the line's dead. Why are you acting as if the killer might not still be there? What are you doing? You might Does that not frustrate the... No, because that's a different sound. It, it frustrates the life out of me. It really frustrates the life out of me. I and it, it only happens in American films. I get it, but I can forgive it. How? In this, How can you especially in that? this. Not in other films, but in this I can. Because I just... The line has gone dead and you're still going, Hello? Like, oh, why are you doing this? You would just go, oh, and hang up, wouldn't you? I liked, in, in its defence, though, it, it did have moments where instead of running up the stairs, she was running for the door. And couldn't get out the door. Couldn't get out the door because so it went was, to the basement. Yeah, and, and I thought, that was different. And this is different, different 50 years ago. Mm, and I get you. I was when I was starting to think I really should have watched this earlier. <laughs> well, see, it's never too late, though, John. It's never too late for Christmas joy. There's one piece of dialogue that I wanted to just pull out from this as probably one of the most horrendous pieces of dialogue I have ever heard. And no, it is not Billy asking, can he lick, put his Horrendous in what way? Just horrendous, like really bad. Like really it shouldn't bad have been written or it's... It shouldn't have been said, it shouldn't have been written, it shouldn't have been thought about. Um, And it's when, it's at the very start, when Claire, the character Claire, says something about a townie in the the town having been raped recently. Ah, yes. And Bob, Bob says, darling, you can't rape a townie. And I just thought, wow. Because I don't remember hearing that the first time I'd heard, I'd, I'd watched the film either. Did you watch this on... Uh, this is the thing. Do you ever watch something and you're like... Sometimes you get you get that into it, but you get into it from like a different level. Like sometimes... I can imagine that I've watched this from a tense level. So I probably sat there on the couch going... All the way through. And I've not took it in much of the dialogue because I'm watching it at a certain level. And then when I watch it again... I focus in on other d- different things. Like like you and me, when we watch Sopranos again, we pick up on different things all the time, don't we? Um, so it, it's like that. And I just thought, I cannot believe one, that a man in 1974, yes, wrote this dialogue and thought that sound to go into a film. I can't believe two, that a woman thought, yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that line. I'm going to deliver it. I cannot believe it has not been cut. Yeah. I'll be really honest with you. And for, I, I am not a fan for of a film, For a film that's so... For, for 1974, it really is on the money when it comes to, like... Attitudes to attitudes women. Attitudes to women and all that. But I, I noticed that and I just thought, well, 
Yeah. And then I just thought, well, it's 1974. But that can't be an excuse. You can't have the both sides of the coin. You can either be progressive or you can be trapped in the past. Like, and yeah, with a stupid fucking opinion. You are right. It does, it does push boundaries and it does address like man versus woman in the 70s. It definitely does do that. Um, and if the man who has written this is that forward thinking to address that issue, he probably should have thought about yeah, the dialogue he's that, writing. That's the bit that got me. Because a woman, no one, no woman I would know would say this dialogue. No <laughs> person I know would down. say that. It's um, they'd never say it okay. like seriously. They'd say it as like as 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 a means to really piss people off massively. But that's the only way that they'd say it. They'd never say it in the context of that. Because it mm. was the, the one, what's her name? Claire. Claire, yeah. yeah. She was quite scared as, as they were saying it. And it was like, hang on, they're fucking serious though. And there was there was there was like a little micro story in that scene because Claire's like, oh, I'm going to bed, Bob, you fucking piss head. And then I can't remember, is it Jess that chases after her says she didn't mean it, she didn't mean it like that. And I thought, has something happened to Claire? Because it seemed really personal to her. And to be honest, I would probably walk away from someone saying that, to be honest with you, and go to bed. But then for a friend to chase after and say she didn't mean it, I thought, has something happened there that we don't know about? And that, again, lends to the film's semi-genius yeah. here because yeah. it's got these micro-stories all the way through. If if did I, I can't remember. I could be wrong. But did the show um, Lois Lane drinking before she said that? I can't remember. Probably because she was drinking all yeah, the way through. If she showed her drinking and she said it, but it, but no, it's, it needs to be made out that she's drunk and said something stupid. It's, mm. there's, there's no, I can't defend it. You can't, you can't defend that. It's no, you it's, can't. it's just bad dialogue. And well, it's not. It's 1974 dialogue. Um, it is 1974 male dialogue. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So speaking of um, s- stories, micro stories and subplots, etc. Jess's pregnancy. What did you think of this coming out of the blue? It was, it, it was a shock. I mean, and in, in, again, you have to put yourself in 1974 shoes. This, this, this was unheard of. Even, mm. even, Jesus, it's, it's, and the, the, the guy wanting to support her and wanting to, and, and her, I think she actually says it's my body, doesn't she? Does she actually say that? I don't remember saying that, but I th- she was just like, I don't want it. I'm yeah. getting an abortion. And she, he's like, I want you to have it. And she's like, nope, <laughs> not happening. And it, yeah. It, I mean, my reservations on that one, like, but. Um, what in what way? Well, it, I mean, it's 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 the fact that it was just it was very blunt. It was a bit over over like unsubtle, if you know what I mean. It was a bit of a, mm-hmm. considering how subtle the whole film is. The way she just goes no straight away, and ah, that's it. I thought that was fine. I yeah, thought that I, just, I, didn't, I didn't. For that, I would have just wanted a little bit more of a backstory. She does mention what she wants to do with her life, but she should have just mm. said that a little bit more, and then I would have been fine with it. And, and, and I, I, don't, I, I think they should have had, the, what's the guy's name? 
if it's the guy from 2001 David from 2001 um, he should have been a little bit more overbearing with her and um, but the, the way that they handled it after that after she said him no, I think they were just too keen to get to the, the no bit and then him dealing with the fallout because I thought the fallout from that was so well done I thought the way that he just deteriorated completely and became like so mentally unraveled that you actually start suspecting him as, mm. as, as I thought that was fucking genius. I thought it was brilliant. So well done. But that was, that was, that as, as subtle as that little journey was, the, the, the kind of catalyst that got us there was a bit ham fisted for me, but it was still, I mean, it still worked. It still got there, but it's just, Peter. His name uh, is Peter. it's, it's just not as, in intricate I mean it, it's still okay it's still I'm not going to shit on it for that but it's just not as well crafted as the rest of the film and we're talking about a film which has got which is beautifully crafted and occasionally occasionally and I am really nitpicking with this now it just had a little tiz the, the, the Margot talking about rape and this but to name but two but it, it, I mean, I'm genuinely being the most pedantic person. I'm trying to find. It's not even a fault. I'm just trying to find something to to be semi-negative about, which I'm not even being negative about. Because forgive it completely, because of the way that they deal with it afterwards. I thought it was fucking brilliant. The way that mm. he's making phone calls and he's making he, he's talking in a way that's just his mental his mental state's just gone, like fucking yeah, just and- gone. <laughs> he was quite threatening, I thought. Like, there's, I've got, I've got some of the dialogue up from, from that scene. So she says, like, I'm pregnant. He says, that's fantastic. Um, Jess says, I don't want it. I want to have an abortion. And he says, Jess, you can't make a decision like that. You haven't even asked me. And she says, I wasn't even going to tell you. And I just thought, fantastic, good on you. And then later on, Peter says, Jess, let's get one thing straight. And this is where. In her head, she must have thought, you might be the person that's yeah. doing this because he was a bit overbearing then and he was a little bit scary because I think if I was in that scene, I'd have probably pushed him <laughs> away from me, to be honest. Yeah. So he says, Jess, let's get one thing straight. You're not going to abort that baby. And Jess says, Peter, you can't tell me what I can and can't yeah. do. It's, it, it's, th- th- that whole bit for me just wasn't, it wasn't there enough. It's, 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 done well and I suppose it's done it just doesn't sit well with me I just wanted oh, a little a bit shame. more I wanted him to be a bit more of a cunt, cunt like right. yeah but I think maybe that's the thing he's he's not necessarily a cunt he just he's got his views of what because doesn't he talk about leaving university and everything like later oh, on yeah, and... that they wanted, he wants to marry her and do all this and she's like, Shit. but he said he says something along the lines of, "I want to get married. I want to have a family. We can get a house." And she's like, "So you want me to do dishes for the rest of my life?" And you can tell by yeah, her face, that's, yeah, that's not her life, not her life at all. Um, yeah. So, oh, I love that little story, um, and I hope the baby was okay by the end because we didn't get an answer to that. But yeah, I think it was definitely supposed to have a sequel. I, I, do you I, think? I, yeah, because yeah. because of, of how it ended. How, yeah, how it ended, the way it ended. Um, right, let's talk about the ending in just one second. There's one last thing I just wanted to talk about, and then we'll talk about the ending, and then I think we're pretty much done. Margot Kidder, 
she has never looked like a young woman. <laughs> Not once in her life. I think she, she always looks like an old woman. She's like, you know, she's like Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. She's been the same ones. age. She's been the same age for decades. She's Come on. 14, 12, she was born. Sorry, Maggie, I do love Maggie. So <laughs> oh, oh, Maggie, I never said that. I got like, was a, not I, I, I couldn't even finish the joke. I felt bad about that. It was nerves, Maggie. It was nerves. You just got nervous and said a joke. Please forgive him. She'd come and knock Father, you out. Well. She would. She would. She's got something in her hair that she would use as a weapon. What? Definitely. A little blade. Oh, I like knits. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I. me and Margot go way back with our problems. Um, ever since she almost ruined Superman, we've had, we've had a problem. And then she tried to ruin the Amityville. Um, she was. What is she taking the ad for? Because she didn't try to do anything. She was yes, just she, in it. Is, that's trying to. When you cast Margot Kidder in something, you cast her to try and ruin the film. That's what happens. Jesus. I don't think that's fair, but okay. I feel incredibly sorry for her about what happened later in life, but I don't care. This is the 70s. This is when she was at the peak of her massive chin career. So she, yeah, she. She stumbles through this, but she's still okay because she she's playing a a bit of a twat in this. So perfect casting, really. Um, why Sorry, are you giving me those also, faces? You, to the ghost of Margot Kidder, giving me all these faces. Have you heard the shit you say about Jamie Lee Curtis? She's a twat. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you reminded me of Nelly Boswell. Oh my Brad. god! Do you know what, John? Well, why are you I staring right at me? Because I've just shit myself. Because I thought there was like a demon's face on this on my screen. That's me. No, it wasn't you. It was like it must be like smudges on my screen that has just looked like a face. I've just pooed myself. Fucking hell! You did look a bit weird then. Okay, you're on a stroke. Okay, you've touched on the end a few times now, so let's touch. Let's I wasn't touch done ends. with the Margot bashing to be honest. Oh, go on, keep going. Well, well I will. I'll, I'll I'll close it. But okay. Because it helped that she was playing a twat because it, she just doesn't even have to act then. Well, okay. Nice one. I've, mate, so, I've had problems with her since Superman. Since the greatest Superman ever, Christopher Reeve. When he gets the, 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 the role of a lifetime. That man was Superman. Let's not go there because you'll 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 will fight and you'll lose. Um that man was Superman. And then he comes in six for five of Drink of was water. Was he six foot five? He didn't oh, look every inch of Superman. Um, and mm. then he goes, "Who's my lowest lane?" Oh, we got Margot Kidder. And then his heart sinks. Fuck off! Fuck off! That's not true. That's not I, true. Story. I I know Christopher Reeve, and he was sad. He wouldn't have admitted it because he was the single nicest man in the entire world. But he was sad about that. Okay, then let's talk God, about the I end. Hate her. Let's talk about the end. Okay. What did you think of it? Uh, the actual end or the kind of build-up and... and so, climax. I mean, go as, go as far back as you want. Um, Not I, to the beginning thought, of the film. I obviously. thought it was great. It wasn't a a kind of climactic shark-blowing-up ending or anything like that. It was very well done. Um, when the police start turning up and all hell's breaking loose... 
and she's actually killed Peter, thinking it was him because of the what was going on. Fucking genius, King genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the real ending for me was when she's in bed, and uh, when they they kind of say she's going to be out until tomorrow morning, and then the dad of Claire Claire faints or goes into shock, so they're all sorting him out, and it doesn't do it. Like you've got that other that that, that abortion scene that I'm talking about, which is just. Even the end of this is so well paced. It takes a good five minutes for the what camera. abortion scene. The, the 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 when they're talking about the abortion, it just, it, I just oh, think it's right, too quick. Sorry, right. Yeah. I, it, this scene at the end when um when she's sleeping, how long does that? The camera, the build up in that. Oh, I went hot. It's like it, 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 the camera is in the room and it slowly pans to the other side of the room and then it starts to zoom in and there's nothing there for ages and then it goes mm. up to the attic and you're just like oh this is like it. and you, you're watching history being made you're watching a genre of film being born at that moment oh mate hand was down my pants it was amazing <laughs> it is a really good ending um, and I'd never thought about it before until when I, when I rewatched it, that Peter would have got the blame for all of those murders now. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's why... It didn't it, even enter my head. I completely believe this was meant to have a sequel because he's still up there. They're all in the house. They've got yeah, the man. he's still there. No more, no more search. That's... Hold on. He's still there. Black Christmas 2. This time it's going to have explanation and be boring. Black Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. There we go. Um, yeah, but I, I, that, I cannot believe that that didn't even enter my head as the ending of the film. And of it's, it's the obvious ending of the film that Peter is going to get the blame for all of those things, even though he was completely, completely innocent. And Billy's it's, still in the in the loft. Honestly, if I had my film studies hat on now, oh my god, the the analysis you could you could you could do this for a week. I still not even scratch mm. the surface. It's so well done. It's like just on the mental health side of it, you, it is in every single one of those people in that film has some sort of mental health issue. Every single mm. one. I mean, it probably wasn't intended back then, but you can mm. see it now. It's it's just fucking brilliant. And this it is. It, it stood. I mean, I can't say it stood the test of time, but it it is. Because I didn't see it when I was a kid, so I don't know how it would have made me feel then. But I'm glad I've, I'm glad I've seen it now because it's came wonderful. I I loved it so much that I wanted. I had the text done to send to you, and I was going to say how much I love it. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to wait and I'm going to play that little trick on you before. Well, you misdirected me, you little cow face. Yeah. Oh was, well, it was fan fucking tastic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I thought the end was really good and. I think I, I also agree that maybe it was supposed to have a sequel because it wasn't anticlimactic. Because it because it was anticlimactic. It wasn't like a massive showdown ending. It was well, it was misdirection again, wasn't it? It was yeah. killing the wrong it was, person. Yeah, it was. It's just so subtle. Um, it's it's subtle and tension and 
gore and disturbing and horrible and almost turn away in horror sometimes at some of the some of the, the scenes and it's i don't I, I can honestly say i don't think i've ever seen anything quite like it i've seen things that have tried to be it and failed miserably mm. but i don't think i've seen mm. anything that does it this well considering oh, this hold is 1974 on. hold on hold on one second john I'm just trying to find the source of this. Shortly after the release of the 2006 remake, a direct sequel to the 1974 film was in development, which would have focused solely on Olivia Hussey's character. However, the film was scrapped due to the death of Clark, who was killed by a drunk driver on April the 4th, 2007. Who's Clark? The writer. Oh. I his name was Paul. The writer. Oh, the director, sorry, Bob Clark. Oh, oh, that makes more sense. <clears throat> oh, my God. How awful. He got killed by a drunk driver. I wonder what that was going to be. I just, I wonder what that was going to be. Wow. I, I mean, I'm, it, it gives me, it makes me a little bit sad, but it gives me a bit of hope because I was just about to say then, if they did, if they did a sequel to this, it would have to have, have to be done by the, the same people, exactly the same people, because you want that style uh, yeah, because it was just, it's iconic, isn't it? Yeah, if they'd have given it to anyone else, it would have been so in your face and ruined, absolutely ruined, um, like the same way that most sequels are, because they mm. don't have the patience to do this and they just want blood and tits everywhere. And that's However, Bob Clark has done some questionable things. He did um, A Christmas Story. He also did Porky's 2 and Porky's. Have you ever seen A Christmas Story? It's one of the most famous Christmas films there is. No, we did Rhinestone. So you watch The Stupid Snowman, but you don't know what the, A Christmas Story is? No, I'm not interested. Watch A Christmas Story. Um, no, I don't want to. Why? Because I'm not interested. Well, you're he also directed prick. a film called The Karate Dog. Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't see that one. <laughs> I've seen it. So, yeah. Oh, well. Um. Anyway, right, so let's let's... Let's do, let's just do it because I feel like we both love this film to death. So let's just do our thing, John. God, Hold the line. Film, watch a Christmas story then. If you're listening, watch a Christmas story. Everyone listening to this has probably seen it because they've got a brain. So by our lovely pig squeal, who I think we should call Jodie in um, honour of the pig from, from the Amityville Horror. Um, yeah, so I think she's called, she called Jodie the pig now. So let's do our votes, John. I it. shit my pants then. Did you see me jump? Yeah, I did. It was I, lovely. I nearly poked myself in the eye then. It was warm. splendid. It was splendid. Oh, fucking hell. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, no, no surprises <clears throat> for me. This is, this is gone from absolute zero to the hero of all of the films. Uh, there's a bit of this in every horror, every slasher film has ever been made. Uh, I I've, can't believe we missed this out from the slasher season. I really can't. Um, I'm glad we did. No, I'm not. I yeah. wish we had because we. No, because no, we wouldn't have had this Christmas special without it. Would uh, we? Well, yeah, we just would have done something else like a Christmas story. Even though it's a horror. Boring, boring. 
You never even seen it. They say it's boring, a prick. So watch your vote. Come on. Um, it's it's nightmare cinema all day long. It's it's, it's a, it is. You have to consider this to be among the daddies of slasher films. Um, mm. I'm, I, 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 I'm angry because it doesn't get more acclaim. To be honest, mm. I think it's wonderful. I agree. I think it's definitely Nightmare Cinema because, well, it has to be. It's it's such a good film, not just because I really like slasher films, but because it is a good film. It's so well-structured and so well-put-together. And sure, there's probably some, like, goofs in there and things they've missed and whatever, whatever, but it is such a good film. Um, I was really pleased, really pleased that um, I found it via the remake. Um but I found it anyway. It doesn't matter how we find these things, John. The fact that we find them is the magic. Um, love it. Absolutely love it. 100% Nightmare Cinema for me. Um, so that's that. Done and dusted. John, Black Christmas 1974 is Nightmare Cinema. Can I play Thank my you thing very... now? No. Thank you very, very much for listening to us on, New... on Christmas Eve, not New Year's Eve. We are going to be back with a part two of our Christmas special on Boxing Day. Um, although you're probably all going to be out or hungover or whatever. Um, but yep, part two. I'm not going to tell you what that is, but you will see. You will see. John, what is this thing guess, you want to play? To be honest. Shut up. What is this thing you want to play? I don't know, mate. What is it? Okay, it's then. Not, it's, all right, well, thanks so much for listening, up, everybody. I've built it up so much now that it's nothing I play can put up, can live up to the hype of what I want to do. Yeah, it's over. Okay, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Boxing Day. Bye-bye. Happy Christmas. Have a good one. Bye. Have a lovely Christmas.